0: Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to TheAmaiShop.com. That's the TheAmaiShop.com for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Welcome to an exciting episode of Caribbean Birth Stories. I have with me today, Christy Ramnarine. Christy grew up in Tabakit a cocoa village located in Trinidad. And it's a, and it's this upbringing that fostered her love of the outdoors and nature. Christy has been quoted as saying, God has blessed me with multiple gifts. I am a wife, mother, writer, event planner, and a fashion designer, end quote. What is missing from this quote is the fact that Christy has been working in media since 2001 also working with prominent brands such as Tribe, the Carnival Band, and the International Soka Monarch. She presently works with Guardian Media Limited as a communication specialist. However, what's so special about this ambitious young woman is the fact that she's so gracefully managed the many transitions life has thrown her way. Marrying one of the more popular sons of the soil, embracing Islam, becoming a mother, which includes having twins, um, which is a, a feat in itself, <laughs> and starting her own clothing line, etc., cetera, et cetera. We can go on. How does she do it, I asked myself. Thankfully, I get the opportunity today to ask her.
1: Hi, Christy. Hi, Chanel. How are you?
0: I'm what an good. introduction. <laughs> Trust me, I had to kind of... Hale it down, bring it down, because you've done quite a bit. You make me sound
1: so special and important. Well,
0: you are. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And I'm truly honored to have you on Caribbean Bird Story. So thank you for agreeing to be on it. So You're welcome. Without further ado, we're going to go straight into it. And I'm going to ask you about how you became a mother. What was your journey to motherhood like?
1: Hmm. Interesting question. Um mm-hmm. I became a mother when I was thirty six years old. Uh mm-hmm. I literally as you would say I lived my life before I got married and settled down. Because of my media career, you know, I was able to do a lot of things that the average individual may not be able to do. I was given opportunities to attend so many events, to travel, to party, (laughs) you know, I did it all. And then, um, of course, I always wanted to meet someone who I would be able to settle down with and and have a family i always wanted a family i got married when i was i think it was 34 yeah i may have said the wrong age before but yeah got married in 2005 so we have to right. just go back a bit sometimes yes. the pregnancy brain still i feel like yeah it's, it's still
0: <laughs> yeah I hear
1: you. so when i I was, I was ready to have children from day one. You know, that's what I wanted. I was ready. So becoming a mother to me was very natural. Um, It's something that I wanted. It's something that I planned as well as my husband. He wanted to be a father.
0: Right. Now tell me, so how many children did you give birth to? And what are their ages as of Uh, this filming? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, I did, you know, a quick thing. <laughs> I had, after I got married, I literally had four children. Wow. Three pregnancies. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is Zara, and Zara was born in 2006. She will be five mm-hmm. in December. Then there's nice. Amani Farah. She turned three in August, and there's okay. the The twin boys, Adam and Esau, yeah, they're uh, just a year and a month
0: old. So did you always want four children? Tell me.
1: I do. So I remember when I was pregnant, pregnant, the first pregnancy, I was like, God, please, let it be twins, a boy and a girl, so I don't have to do this again. (laughs) And then I had Zara and um, I'm like, okay, I have to go again. I want the boy.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: I did get pregnant again and right. it was another girl so by the time the boys came that pregnancy was not planned, it was right. very surprising mm-hmm. um, it was a very special pregnancy because of several things which were happening in my life at the point in time and when I found out I was having two boys I was like oh, wow You know, literally I was up in the in the doctor's office because I was so mm-hmm. happy yet at, at the same time so many things started going through my head you know was mm-hmm. I prepared to have another yes. child yes and in this case two at yes. that point in time hmm now you're
0: the second woman um, of the Islamic faith that I've interviewed here on Caribbean good stories mm-hmm. Um. That And you're the first one though, that has converted as an adult. Now, can you tell me, right. uh, talk to me about that shift and if it affected your thoughts on raising children or even having children or how you saw family life. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that.
1: Okay. Um, so I was born and raised Roman Catholic and I continued practicing actually until we got married. Uh, my husband is Muslim. Mm-hmm. For me, embracing Islam, it came because I really wanted honestly to get married in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. But the Catholic Church did not they were not ready for my marriage because. Mm-hmm. I think of who I chose to get married to, not because of the fact that I was getting married to a Muslim, but because of who that Muslim individual was. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it turned me off the Catholic church for a bit, because mm-hmm. my case actually went to the Archbishop and the Archbishop of the, at the time had a very negative response. And I was like so shocked, because I right. grew up in the church, I was an altar mm-hmm. server, I was in the choir. I was the one who would be in the church on a Saturday cleaning and getting things organized. I was the one the priest could have called to do yeah. anything. Honestly, I felt um betrayed by the, the Roman Catholic Church because I chose somebody who was not of the same faith to get married to. And mm-hmm. <laughs> the Not the backlash, but the comments which were being made and not by just members of the church, but by the leaders of the church, it was a big turn off for me. I always wanted a religious wedding and I decided that I would embrace Islam. I would follow the path of my soon to be husband because that was the best thing to do. When you're getting married to somebody, you should be on the same page with that person. Now for me, religion, is basically something you follow, it's a teaching. Mm -hmm. And this teaching is not different in any religion. At the end of the day, all religions teach us basically the same thing. There are many similarities, there are the differences, but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, the foundation is basically the same. And that's how I looked at it. When I got married and I wanted to have a family, there was no difference really in terms of being a Catholic and and embracing Islam. At the end of Mm -hmm. the day, it's the same. Mm -hmm. You are, if you're bringing life into the world, you along with your partner, you're responsible for that life. And it's like a shepherd leading his flock just as in christianity that is taught it's the same thing in islam you are Mm -hmm. responsible for the sheep and Mm -hmm. my husband he's responsible for, for me and my children and i as his wife i'm responsible for the children and it's the same thing in christianity so really and truly to me there was no major difference the only difference is that i chose that my children will be brought
0: up in the islamic faith okay now with that being said were there specific things that you needed to do or just with them being brought up in the islamic faith not having been brought up in the islamic faith yourself as a child you know whether it is teaching them how to wear a hijab or i mean is it too early for them now you know stuff like that that you may not have been exposed to yeah
1: Zara, who is four going on five, she started school. She's in first year and she's going to um, the school at the mosque, um, mm-hmm. Al-Madrasa. And she is wearing the hijab. But I think Zara got accustomed to the hijab because I started wearing the hijab after I got married. And right. my sister-in-laws, they wear the hijab. We We lived in the same household, so it wasn't hard for her to do it. And um, right. you know, um, teach her the, the Islamic prayers. I had to learn that myself. So basically, yeah. I I taught her what I learned, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, for me, honestly, it's just you're you're learning something else because growing up in Christianity, you would have learned all the prayers. Yes, You had to be in church every Sunday. And that's how mm-hmm. I grew up I grew up in a rural community. You had to be there every Sunday. I yeah. literally loved going to church. So I didn't miss going to church. And it's the same thing with Sarah. Now, now because of the pandemic, we've not been at the mosque regularly. But mm-hmm. before that, every opportunity we got, we would take the children to the mosque.
0: Right. Okay. And so now let's go back a little bit into... You're finding out you're pregnant and <clears throat> your actual pregnancy. How, yeah. talk to me. Was there one that stood out, um, you know, oh in gosh. terms of
1: difficulty
0: or, so, you know,
1: talk to me about that? I always wanted to be pregnant. You know, well, not, I shouldn't say be pregnant. I always wanted to have children. So obviously, you need to be pregnant. To have children. Yes. But, <laughs> I never anticipated how challenging my pregnancies would have been from when I found out that I was having Zara, I basically had morning sickness throughout the day, every day for months. I had to go on extended sick leave from work smells around the house was sending me crazy. I literally was taking gravel and sleeping for the entirety because I didn't want to smell anything. As soon as I smelled something, I was vomiting. Mm -hmm. And then I had form who was there cleaning the vomit because if I had to do it, I would vomit again. So it was super, super, super challenging in the beginning. When most people put on weight during pregnancy, I was losing weight because I was basically vomiting over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was by the fifth month, my body started settling. And then I started feeling better. Um, Good. I was able to do a lot of things. But later in the pregnancy now, I started feeling a bit sick again. Mm. (laughs) And it turned out that, well, I was actually very in Around 34 weeks, my doctor gave me an injection to develop the baby's organs because she actually thought I would go into early labor. And I remember one day going to get something in our home and I felt a little rush of water come down. But Mm. it was nothing to talk about. It's just like if I peed my pants and I told Mm. Fuan, you know, something's wrong. So I called her immediately. My um, gynecologist is Dr. Shireen Kalu. She's quite popular down here. Really, really knows her stuff. Yes. So she told me to monitor for the night and get back to her in the morning. I slept like a baby that night. Didn't feel anything, you know, was normal. She called me before I called her the next day. And she's like, you have me worried. What's happening? And I'm like, nothing's happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then um, she's like you need to come to the hospital now so oh so and my children privately at the St. Augustine private hospital mm-hmm. I went to the hospital and when they examined me when the midwife examined me I was already dilating without right. any liver pain, pains you know mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like is this how this is supposed to happen <laughs> right you know? and my doctor advised me she said my water was leaking and she wanted to induce labor because she didn't want me to have dry labor, basically. So I got in there in the morning, but what they did was she said she would take care of all her patients and she dealt with me last. And that was to give me, basically, um, I mean, she she always looked out for me. She gave me the privacy that she thought I would have wanted. Mm -hmm. I love my doctor. So, um, yeah, I used labor in the evening. And I remember, you know, going through labor and it was okay. They were telling me, you know, you really have a high threshold for pain. Right. It's only coming down to the literally the last half an hour. Right. That's when I started feeling it. And then the contractions came. And um, actually, before the contractions came, they were checking on the dilation. So mm-hmm. they put me in the literal um to have the baby
0: yes
1: and Zara was out and i think it was in the second push oh wow push. yes it was it was very, very easy like i literally didn't i was not in there for more than half an hour it was and you didn't have an not epidural at all <laughs> no 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 epidural wow. all natural <laughs> with amani um basically the same thing you know they say all pregnancies are different, but I felt the same morning sickness. I had to go again on extended sick leave. Um, Amani would have come at 36 weeks. Mm-hmm. Zara was 34 weeks, actually. Right. Amani would have come at 36 weeks. Yeah. I and never ha- made like a full, full turn with mm-hmm. any of my pregnancies. Yeah. And what about the boys? When I was having Amani. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Ah, the boys. Well, I just want to give you a little thing on Amani before we go on to the boys. So, when I was yeah. literally on the table having Amani and I pushed, Amani's head started coming out and I got stuck. Oh no. Let me tell you, having a head stuck oh, in your head is the <laughs> worst feeling in the world. I literally, wow. I could not wait for the other contraction to just push to get her out. Yes. I think probably the entire hospital heard me screaming. Really? Because Zara yeah. slipped out and it was so easy. Mm-hmm. Amahi, she got stuck.
0: Oh my um,
1: So the boys now. Right before I found out I was pregnant um, in 2019, I would have launched my clothing line. Zamani, mm-hmm. Caribbean, and it's a combination of Zara and Amani's name, um, right. Zamani, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, a good friend of mine, great friend of mine, who literally, I learned a lot about Islam from because I didn't really have much Muslim friends. She, right. She um, she helped me launch the clothing line, and. Uh, I think it would have been in January, the first week in January, she passed away. Now, I didn't know that I was pregnant or that a pregnancy was brewing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I felt literally depressed because this was somebody helping, who helped me, who was really part of my life, who passed away. She was younger than me. I'm 40. She was younger than me and mm-hmm. it really took me by surprise I was down and you know life started coming at me yes and then um, preparing for carnival because um, I work at a media house still I deal with um, carnival accounts preparing yes. for carnival I said wait now my mom please didn't come Mm-hmm. and I did a pregnancy test and I found that I was pregnant and right. that was a huge shock because that was definitely not planned um I was mm-hmm. not prepared to have another pregnancy I mm-hmm. felt like the two pregnancies before I was so sick and you know yes. I didn't really enjoy much of the pregnancy and to go through this again um yeah was bothering me mm-hmm. and my doctor, her mom actually died as well, early that year. And oh. and I attended the funeral with the girls. And I remember telling her, I have to come to your office. And she was like, what did you all do? And I'm like, I think I'm pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went to the office and did the test, I was pregnant. And um, hmm. I can't remember if it was that first day, I think it would have been because when I found out I was pregnant, it was probably over four weeks already. But it was the first ultrasound. Mm-hmm. They went to see if they would see anything. Right. And <laughs> mm-hmm. when they were doing the ultrasound, I heard crickets like silence. Which right. Is not normal, you know. yeah, ultrasound you tra- and you talk a lot and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, talk to me. Something is up. What are you not telling me? Yeah. And um, so the doctor doesn't do the ultrasound. She has someone right. who does it and um, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name right now, but um, mm-hmm. basically she's like, okay, Christy. So there are two sacs in here. Mm-hmm. One is empty and one has what appears to be two eggs. And I was like, really? And then all the emotions started coming through and yeah. I felt like tears coming on my eyes. I was like, two babies. I could not believe it. Like this wasn't right. planned. Now it's two. And I was very happy because I, I do believe children are God's gifts. To us and yeah. I would never think about ever in life having an abortion or not mm. going through with a pregnancy that's not me mm-hmm. and I was like okay you know mm-hmm. it was a shock yeah. and then I got a double whammy in terms of the hormones so at mm. the beginning of the pregnancy I literally I felt depressed Like, I was down and Mm -hmm. my getaway was going back back to Tabakit, spending time Mm -hmm. with my family. In March after Carnival, that's when um, the lockdown came well with the pandemic. That's when Mm -hmm. we started hearing about the pandemic in Trinidad. All these rules started coming into place. You couldn't go anywhere. Having to go through a pandemic when you're pregnant, and yes. dealing with emotions. I mean, I still don't know how I got through it, but obviously God was with me. Yeah. Um, but it was challenging. Um, and I have to say thank you to my Badal family in Tappakeet. They um, mm. they are gardeners. They have mm. um, an agricultural area called Tabak. And I used to go there with the girls and literally... With my big belly, my I was on sick leave because I couldn't work. My doctor didn't right. help me around anybody who had COVID.
0: COVID, and,
1: yes. Um I, yeah, I spent my time relaxing in the garden, helping them pick tomatoes. They were like, Christy, take care of you. You have the baby in the bed, you know? you know. They call mm-hmm. um, the different heroes, they call them beds in Trinidad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Yeah, my go-to was spending time in nature and literally Mm -hmm. reflecting on all the blessings that I have and spending Mm -hmm. that time with my family. It helped me a lot during the pandemic and being pregnant.
0: Right. Okay. And so tell me a little bit more about the actual delivery of the boys. How did um, that go did you go to you say you well, never went to call too yeah. So, yeah tell me when they came
1: so, um so my doctor the boys were in the same sack so they are identical and my doctor okay. uh, again recommended that i do a c-section so that she could have control over the boost because mm-hmm. now women do do natural in terms of when the baby's in the same sack however there are um, the pros and cons it you know. So yeah. I chose mm-hmm. to go the way of the section because I wanted her to be in control. I didn't want right. any laps during the any pregnancy. Cancer. Yeah. Um, I started feeling sick. I remember I started feeling sick and I, I told her that I was going to the doctor. And when I went to her, um, one of the babies was already making its way down.
0: Mm. Uh, How far along were you at this point?
1: I think 34 weeks. I believe it was. Okay. Weeks. Yeah. And um, she was like, Christy, I think we should do emergency cesarean. And that day, um, literally, she wanted to do it on the same day. And um, we decided, no, we'll, we'll wait. She said, if you don't want to do it today, we can do it two days after. And I said yes, because I was not prepared on that day. I didn't have anything with me. Fuad was not with me. Um, I needed to make sure everything was in place. So on the way back, down, I called my parents, I asked them to come for the girls. And I had a couple things to get at the pharmacy. I got it, made sure my bag was packed. (laughs) But by the next day, I was already feeling labor pains really and yeah and um, she told me take a panadol if it's if it's um Braxton Hicks it would go away and I took the panadol and I went to bed and I remember two o'clock in the morning I felt this really 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 strong strong pain Mm -hmm. and uh, I got up and I'm told I'm in labor we need to go and he called my doctor told her what was happening and we were on the way to the hospital and I started getting a really, really bad legal of pains. Now I should let you know that I didn't experience I did not experience this with the girls right the pain yes. that I was getting with the boys I could not. So for me it was something totally new um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> When we walked to the hospital, I came on the car walking through the car park because I'm accustomed walking myself, going into the hospital yes. normal. Man, one pain hit me and I literally had to go down to the ground.
0: Oh my and then God. they wheeled
1: out the chair and they're like, you need to go on a chair to go in. You know, mm-hmm. I, yes. I didn't experience it before. So when we got in there now, I was a bit ruffled, ruffled in that in my mind, I had already Settled for the caesarean. We had a date we were doing the caesarean. Now this came and happened. I was like, she didn't want to do natural. So what would happen if I don't make it in time? You know, all, all, all the sorts of thoughts were going through my head. And through your mind, yes. Yes. Yeah. The midwife came and uh, I was in intense labor. By the time the doctor came, um. She told me, she was like, Chris, you okay? I've never seen you like this. Because mm-hmm. I was pulling me bars off the bed. And I, you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And um, because it's caesarean, they have to literally inject you through your back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, I was already dilating. I think I was past eight centimeters dilated or something. Oh, my like gosh. And, uh, Okay. Yeah, I, that's what, that's what had me more worried because I was dying. So mm-hmm. quick. they took me into the labor room, and um, the doctor had to give me the injection, and I was shaking on the table because nice. I was not prepared for what I was going through. Yeah, literally in my mind, I tell you, I had it set for one way, and then. It was not happening that way.
0: opposite, yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. um, um, I got the injection and they basically, you would be numb from your waist. Where you down, yeah. and you can't remember what it was. The hip mm-hmm. hips could have mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember lying on the table and I was still shaking. And I held Fuad's hand because I was shaking. And they, asked, they literally gave me something to calm me down because I was shaking. I remember when the, the boys came out, because um, I was awake, right. it was not, um, well, they didn't permit me to sleep, basically, so I saw was not. Right, yes, yes, it was, yes. It was
0: just, no, we not. yes, mm-hmm. because
1: they gave me this sedative, The sedative started making me feel sleepy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I remember the the baby coming out and her saying how he just walked out the wound. What is the <laughs> of this? And I've never seen it to tell you the truth because I don't know oh. if I can look at it, but I do right. have to look at it. Um, yes, you do. When the first baby came out, Adam came out first, and Adam is actually the smaller baby. Usually, it's oh. the big one. Yeah. Right smaller one, I was like, oh my gosh, that's who I was father. <laughs> that was my reaction when I saw the yeah, baby. The face. Then they showed me the other one. And um, I was there on the table and, you know, she was talking as she went along the process. And, and but it was quite an experience because, you know, um, you planned a, a cesarean you plan a c-section but then you go into labor even before the date of the cesarean exactly. mm-hmm. and you're dilating so quickly
0: exactly
1: <laughs> all types of thoughts start going through your head
0: mm-hmm. so tell me then christy what about the postpartum period you know we know that in, it, well you've done you did it twice before so you kind of yeah. have an idea of what to expect. But here you are now with twin boys. Was it different this time around?
1: Definitely. Um, the first, well, the girls, they were natural and the boys were caesareans. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, you, it's a dream because you. So mm-hmm. you have to allow yourself time to heal and uh, you know for what was there basically. Helping throughout the entire um, process because I needed his help to get off the bed at times, to go back on the bed. Even in the hospital, he had to help me, you know, t- take care of myself. Um, I have to be thankful that Fuad was there with me because uh, oh. we did this privately and I had that opportunity, but many women go through this in public hospitals and they they do not have that support so it's even more difficult for them Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah it was totally different the healing process. Mm -hmm. And it's now a
0: year and how far along since the twins were born?
1: So the boys are a year and a month old they'll be a year and two months old on the 20th of this month (laughs)
0: Right. So do you feel like you've fully recovered almost 14 months (laughs) post-op?
1: So the boys, when you play with them, they love to kick you in your lower (gasps) abdomen. Mm. Yeah. and They kick right where the scar is. So sometimes you'd feel that it's not... Sore, but you feel that tenderness in this spot. So I know that it's not all well. There's Mm -hmm. still some healing to do.
0: I was wondering if you got any particular advice about taking care of yourself.
1: Again, you're not supposed to exercise right after, you know? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Light light walking. Um, uh, I remember, well, having twins in a hospital was, you know, everybody coming to see the twins and giving you advice. But everybody was yeah. Saying, you need to eat ground vegetables. You need to, to mm. build back your blood because I lost a bit of blood while mm-hmm. having the boys. So yes. I needed to build back up my myself. And mm-hmm. I think I am getting there. Um, mm-hmm. It's been very difficult because having to get up to take care of two boys in the night. Um, It's not one, it's two. So, Mm -hmm.
0: literally... Are are they kind of in sync with each other in terms of like when they want to feed, when they go down to sleep? Are they in sync?
1: They are definitely in sync. Okay, good. They are. So, it's the bathing, (laughs) the cleaning Mm -hmm. of the poop, (laughs) the feeding, and now they're basically eating everything. So... I, I was told that boys eat more than girls. Has that been your experience? <laughs> and I'm seeing that. Yes, I'm okay. seeing that.
0: Okay. Um, so how, would, how often would you say you think about your own physical health now?
1: Hmm. I actually think I, um, I don't pay enough attention to that because I'm so busy doing everything else. Yeah. But what I've done, um, I was always into nature, into... Uh, Houseplants. Mm -hmm. I started back doing some gardening just to give myself that time, because you you do need to do something for yourself, um, for your mind, for your body. Mm -hmm. And since I've started back doing that, I've even when I go to Tahiti, I take my nieces. We go on little adventures. I take them to different places where we would do some walking, and I feel the difference in my body. I could do a squat now, right, (laughs) without without feeling like i'm doing doing work you know mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. juggling for four children um, um it keeps you fit yes i think <laughs> with that. my second amani you have to be fit.
0: Okay. Um, and then in terms of you're a mother of multiple children. You don't just have one, you don't even just have one set of twins. You have twins and two others. How has that experience of giving birth made a difference to how you see yourself now as a person?
1: Prior to marriage, I could have done anything. Um, I could have picked up myself, go anywhere that I wanted. I could have traveled anytime I wanted, got married, had children. Now my responsibility increased increased. As I was saying mm-hmm. before, we are shepherds' leading flock as parents. We are responsible for those we bring into this world. And... Um, being a mother, being a parent brings with it responsibility commitment and these are things we need to keep remembering um, now before that if I was doing a project or even work, I was responsible and I was committed so I learned that from my parents mm-hmm. and now having my own children I know that I need to to do that and do that even more Mm -hmm. my children i chose to have children at a later age in my life uh i don't know if my body could (laughs) handle (laughs) what is to come Mm -hmm. but definitely um i have the will and Mm -hmm. as the saying goes where there is a will there is a way Mm -hmm. um So it's my responsibility now to make sure that I teach these children, you know, the values, laws and values that I learned growing up in life, because that is the foundation of who they are going to be and also to help them to be the best they can be in life. I'm still doing this to myself, you know, I'll give the advice. But for me, I still need to remind myself constantly that you need to be patient. Mm. There are times when I feel like I want to pull all the hair out of my head. Yeah. Especially with the second child. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to keep reminding myself that I am here to guide her. She's here to bring joy to my life. -hmm. As well as the others. And we need to be very patient. You know, we have to make time for our children. We have to be patient. And Mm -hmm. what I love to do with them is, again, when we go to Tawaki, that's our adventure time. Yeah. With me, and I do things outdoor, which they truly love. Yeah. Those small things I think will make a bigger impact in their lives. Yes, Christy. So
0: in wrapping up, I love to ask my guests to choose a song that best represents their journey, all the trials, the tribulations, the you know, successes, everything. Um, have you had a chance to think of a song that got you through?
1: Um, most definitely Um, it's a song that one of my besties Keisha McCall uh, posted on her page and Mm -hmm. I listened to it it's actually a Christian song Mm -hmm. but when you listen to the words I mean it's called promises Mm -hmm. it's all raising it's tear jerking Mm -hmm. and it's all about the fact that God is always there for us time and time again
0: I like that. I like yeah. that. And as some as a believer myself, I firmly believe that yeah. he is. So thank you so much Christy, You're for welcome. this. I know it took us a while to get here. <laughs> uh, but I'm so happy we were both patient with each other and we made it to the end and it was yes. just lovely yeah. hearing about your beautiful family and um hopefully maybe Later on, when they're older, we can talk about how you survived the twins and the others. Um, <laughs> at 50, and who knows, you know, <laughs> <and you're
1: fire. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So, but thank you, and um, we will definitely please, I wish you all your success and tell us a little bit before we go. I know try to keep this short, but tell us a little bit about Zamani. Why can't we get some like okay? So, I I try to dress modestly, even though people yeah. look and I say, well, yeah. my shoulder's out. But, you know, I try to dress modestly. But tell me, where would I be able to find your
1: fashion? So, so Manicurin <laughs> is now available exclusively at Designer Trends, which is at Sun Plaza and along, well, close to Monroe Road. Um, Designer That's Trends. Huh? Sorry? Shagonas. Yes. Designer Trends, they've been around for some time. Uh, they sell Islamic clothing. And um, I partnered with Atia who is the owner of the store, to put my, my line in there.
0: And I will put all the information in the show notes. So anyone yeah. let, link can go click on it, go check it, add her, add, follow her on is- Facebook and instagram as well as check out the designs you know we like to support our caribbean woman so thank you once You're again welcome. and we will speak soon
1: yes take care bye. Okay, bye
0: caribbean birth stories has been brought to you by the amai birth collection Head over to TheAmaiShop.com, that's the TheAmaiShop.com, for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'd be grateful if you could leave a review about what you're loving on this podcast, and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes.